Hi everyone, welcome to our first episode for the Assistant to the Assistant Coaches podcast. My name is Rahil, and with me I have my two other co-hosts, Hassan. What it do, baby? And Anil. What's going on, guys? In our episode today, we will be covering the wild NFL free agency. We will start with our first segment, news and two takes. All right, so I'm going to run down real quick what has happened uh, since NFL free agency has started, and then we'll kind of walk through and give our own takes on um, how we feel this went down. So the first one, the GOAT, Tom Brady, taking his talents down south and joining the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Philip Rivers joining the Indianapolis Colts. Teddy Bridgewater joining the Panthers. The Texans doing a string of trades, including trading their best wideout, DeAndre Hopkins, to the Arizona Cardinals for David Johnson and a separate trade acquiring Brandon Cooks from the Los Angeles Rams. Stephon Diggs joining the Buffalo Bills. Todd Gurley joining the Atlanta Falcons. Melvin Gordon joining the Denver Broncos. Uh, and Cam Newton and Jameis Winston still teamless. And in other news, um, Christian McCaffrey signed a four-year deal to stay with the Panthers. And just seeing this right now, um, some breaking news. I have to break it to you all. Um, Rob Gronkowski is coming back. He is unretiring. He asked the Patriots to trade no him. Way. And guess where he's going? He's going That's no right. Way. He's joining the GOAT, Tom Brady, in Tampa what? Bay. Oh, my God. I yes. got to look at my phone. Wait, you said so, this just happened? Please Dude. take a moment, take a second, look at this, and tell me what you think about that one specifically. Oh my God, man! I know, and listeners, I know you can't see this because this is a podcast, but like I'm looking at them right now, and both Anil and Hassan are just flabbergasted right now. Um, um, so I'll dude, give them a second to process. We, we, we haven't really talked about this, so I'm, I got a couple of takes for some of the news, but I'm a, I'm gonna need a second right now. Yeah, man. Yeah. What? I mean, yeah. like, what? What happened to OJ Howard? I mean, I thought they were fine. Why did take happy about this? <laughs> all right, all right. So I know, I know we're, you're going to ask us to give two takes, but can we just talk about this for like maybe like thirty seconds? Yeah, yeah. What, what do you? What's on your mind? Twenty twenty yeah. is a weird year, guys. <laughs> um, Dude, the only thing I can think of is I don't know if they're going to use the tight end. We just didn't. We we all got hyped about OJ Howard last year, and he wasn't used. But I guess we'll truly understand is. Is that a Bruce Arian issue or is that a quarterback issue? And there's no way they don't use arguably the best tight end to ever play the game, right? Like I, I, I can't even think of like I'm looking. I'm thinking Madden stats and 99 on offense and like 49 on defense for that Tampa Bay team right now. Dude, I mean, are they gonna give him an electric wheelchair when he signs his contract? Like I thought this dude's back was like done. You know, like I just, I really thought that he would play if he was able to play and that's why he retired. So I guess I'm surprised by that part. Like his injury must have recovered really well for him to even consider this. I mean, we heard rumors last year, right? Somewhere in the middle of the season until like a certain thing, the NFL has like a certain date where you can come back. Um, And there were rumors that Gronk was considering mulling coming back and stuff like that. Don't know if the decision not to come back at that point was him or was it the team. And we saw the next thing we saw at the beginning of this free agency was Tom Brady leaving. So I don't know if all these decisions were coming from the organization or if it was just the players themselves. But I agree with you. I know I think that um, that's a that's a really big point to consider the injuries, his back, his head. I think there was some reports about like concussion. I think he said he was just done playing. So it's going to be interesting how he 
is able to contribute to this team. Bro, it looks like the NFL and the WWE are now allowed to trade with each other because Gronk <laughs> has been wrestling the last couple of years, man. Dude, Gronk playing 4D chess, man. He just took yes, a sir. vacation for a year, man. Yeah, basically, man. Like PTO, wow. let's go. Seriously, man. And honestly, you know, you see like Gronk on like, you know, Instagram and like he's just dancing on like fields and doing yoga with like old people. Like, I mean, he didn't look like he was like injured. You know, he looked like he was fine. <laughs> I mean, that, that man was living his best life and now he's back. That's crazy. I can't believe it. Man. All right, Ryan, I'm sure we need to get back on track. So yeah, yeah. Let's, let's, let's. So um, everything I shared, the news. Okay. So um, I guess, Hassan, you want to start with your two takes on um, the wild free agent wild NFL free agency so far? Yeah, so I think the first one I'll talk about is Stefan Diggs joining the Buffalo Bills. I think it's good for the team. They, they need a better passing game for Josh Allen. Um, I think it just makes them a better team offensively where they did struggle from time to time. I don't necessarily think it's it's great place for Stefan Diggs. Um, I know that Josh Allen's completion percentage is I believe bottom five or seven in terms of all starting quarterbacks last year and his yards per attempt are also bottom five or seven. So imagine a guy who just played with Kirk cousins, who's a top five or a top seven quarterback in terms of yards per attempt and just completion percentage. Like Kirk cousins is severely underrated in those categories and he was elite. Um, so a, a receiver that, relies on good route running going for the deep ball making spectacular catches but also having a quarterback who knows where to put the ball to now going to a quarterback whose first instinct isn't necessarily to throw the deep ball yeah he has a cannon but his accuracy has been horrendous like Josh Allen is a running quarterback as much as we don't want to believe it he really is so in terms of the offense it takes a step up they have a number one they have a go-to guy downgrade you know, John Brown and Cole Beasley a little bit. It also puts those two guys in a more in a roles that they're probably better suited for. And now gives Stefan Diggs an opportunity to truly show his number one value. But I do think he takes a step back in terms of some of his stats and he will get frustrated. Um, my other take, um, I, I don't think you guys truly agree to this and I'm going to base this just on potential, but I think Todd Gurley joining the Atlanta Falcons is going to be uh, awesome for him. In 2018, when we you know, had that amazing Todd Gurley year and saw that breakout and all kind of kept our eyes on him. Fantasy um, MVP. He, fantasy MVP. So for all those fantasy folks, that guy who probably won your championship, uh, he was healthy. He had a great O-line. And the passing attack was excellent, right? Like you couldn't have asked for a better way to utilize Gurley uh, in the dump-offs and getting the short route passes to the receivers and then allowing him to hit the edges in, in the goal line or in the red zone and get those touchdowns. 2019, yeah, he hit a bit of a speed bump, had some health issues, but both years, 2018 and 2019, he was a top 10 running back in terms of touchdowns. Yeah, a lot of those came towards the end in 2019, but still, like, touchdowns are touchdowns, right? Like, that's what you need a running back for who can kind of pound it in and get into the goal line and get into the, the touchdown zone. The one thing that – the reason why I think this works really well is the Falcons are a pass-heavy team. Uh, Matt Ryan used Devontae Freeman and Tevin Coleman in the past with dump-offs in the passing game. Uh, the emergence of Calvin Ridley – Julio Jones being arguably one of the best receivers in the game right now. I think all those will come into play. It'll open up the field. Uh, it'll allow Julio and Ridley to really hit those middle and long routes while now Gurley is going to be getting those dump offs, getting those goal line rushes, really open up the, the offense for the Falcons, something they didn't really have last year, really crummy running backs. Um, and if Gurley stays healthy, like 
on a one-year contract, they're going to use and abuse the guy. Like, I think Gurley is going to be a fantastic add to the Falcons. Yep, I will have to counter that real quick just because I just have, I'll just leave it at one, one point. Okay, Arthritis anywhere is, hard, is, is kind of unrecoverable. Arthritis in your knees when you're a running back running whenever you get the ball or on, whenever you're on the field is something that's going to be a huge problem. The Rams saw it last year. The stats say something else, fair. But I, on the contrary of being optimistic, I will say that I'm kind of pessimistic. I don't see this being turning out well. It's a cheap contract. It's a contract year. So, yes, we'll see how, the, how it turns out. But don't think that he'll be at the 2018 level. All right, now, what do you think? What are your two takes? Uh, yeah, so my two takes, uh, I think I'm going to talk about the trade that kind of kicked off the NFL free agency the essential, essentially the trade for David Johnson and trading away Hopkins to the Cardinals. Man, you know, I think everybody agrees with me when, they, when I say that this trade was terrible. Um, I, I mean, like, B.O.B. basically traded away Hopkins for half bag of chips and a all-you-can-eat coupon to Golden Corral, which is already all-you-can-eat, man. Like, it, it's so bad. Like, B.O.B., Bill O'Brien is the type of guy who subscribes to Netflix so that he can use the DVD by mail option instead of the online streaming service. Like that's the kind of guy he is. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you know what, I don't. You know, I don't no, think no, that. Not, not, sorry David, to cut you off. Sorry to cut you off, but Bob is also the kind of guy that is right now paying seventy-five dollars per barrel of oil when the oil prices are literally zero. Yeah. No. For sure. For sure. Uh, just by the way, my dad almost did that um, when the oil price crashed, and. I, Luckily, I stopped him. Um, yeah, but back to football. Um, David Johnson is talented. I think we can all say that he had a, a great season in 2016. He was a breakout player, MVP caliber. It's just we haven't seen that David Johnson in quite a bit of time. Um, on top of that, the Texans don't really use a catch passing, a catch uh, screen passing um, back very well. Um, so last year, Duke Johnson was the catch passing back. Um, he only caught about 44 passes in 2019. In comparison, David Johnson only played nine games and caught 36 passes. So not too much of a difference there. And you can kind of see that the Texans don't have a system that will capitalize on David Johnson's ability, which is mostly, you know, screen passes and running up the middle. And I don't think they leverage that very well. So all around, I don't think that move was really great. I think the Cardinals definitely won that by a mile. And I think a lot of people will agree with that. The other thing that I wanted to talk about, my second take, is Melvin Gordon going to the Broncos. So I think that move is, in particular, pretty interesting. And the reason I say that is because, you know, we don't know what Melvin Gordon is going to do this next year, right? He's moving to a different team. He's unfamiliar with the system. And he looks to have lost a little bit of agility and burst. So the Broncos' O-line ranks 12th versus the Chargers' 29th. I think that could be some reason why he you know, didn't meet the production that he has in the past. But to put that in perspective, the Chargers were ranked 24th um, in their own line ranking in 2018, and he was able to produce really greatly um, in those seasons So prior. And I, I just don't think that he's going to be able to bring that, that value again. I think the Broncos will become better by adding Melvin Gordon to their team. But I don't think from a fantasy perspective in particular that Melvin Gordon is going to be somebody you want to add early on. What I find interesting to that is he went to a team where there's a young back that's a little bit of a do-it-all, kind of a mighty mouse. Um, 
where Philip, Lin- you know, speaking of Philip Lindsay, and it just kind of reminds me of just it, it being a messy backfield with Gordon and Lindsay both having the potential to be the number one, similar yeah. to where it was Gordon Eckler uh, kind of end of last year where they both could be the one. Uh, just in football perspective, right? Like they both have similar skill sets. They both can catch. They both can run. Um, Gordon's a little bit meatier, uh, whereas Lindsey and Eckler are smaller backs. But it's just it's just ironic that he goes to a situation that kind of seems really <laughs> identical to the situation he's just coming from. Oh yeah, that's a fair point for sure. I agree with that. Great point so far. Um, I will share mine. Um, I'll start with I know what you had mentioned as your first one to kind of complete the picture on the Texans um definitely agree that the that was complete highway robbery by the the Cardinals um the second part of that trade or the second trade um that happened was uh acquiring Brandon Cooks for a second round pick don't know what it is with B.O.B. but he doesn't seem to like picks um draft picks particularly he's just dodging them left and right like they're their cannons or something but comparing Brandon Cooks and DeAndre Hopkins by no means that I think that that's a replacement for DeAndre Hopkins some quick quick points on DeAndre Hopkins he's been a Texan his entire career and in his entire tenure he's only missed two games in his seven seasons and one of those games was last year and he sat out not because of an injury but because because they were arresting their players um, one of the last games he's averaged 1200 receiving yards per season and over the last Five seasons, Hopkins has averaged at least 150 targets per season. Brandon Cooks, on the other hand, is a little bit more injury prone um, than DeAndre Hopkins. I, however, I will say whenever Brandon Cooks is on the field, he performs well. It'll be an interesting mix to see the wide receiver corp that the Texans have right now with Cooks, the addition of Randall Cobb, Will Fuller, and Kenny Stills, um, how that kind of plays out. In my mind, I see them more or less interchangeable, meaning either slot or uh, fast, fast wide receivers that go long. Um, so that'll be an interesting, interesting dynamic to see. And then also how they incorporate David Johnson into their passing scheme. But I will say one thing, not giving credit to B.O.B., but there is just some sort of um, affection he has towards running backs. He has been able to take average running backs, more or less, and turn them into performing at a more above average level what last year was our best example when they picked up Carlos Hyde from the Chiefs who were about to cut that cut him and they ended up trading him Carlos Hyde comes to Houston and he has a thousand yards rushing so I feel like there might be some some sort of uh, magic that B.O.B. can influence towards David Johnson and maybe you might see some sparks of 2016 I'm not optimistic but we can we can see how this becomes an ultimate failure the other one that I will say, uh, I started with the GOAT taking his talents down south. He is by far an ageless wonder. He is 40, he, last year he was 42 years old. He passed for 4,057 yards. Over the last 10 years, Brady has, average, has passed for at least 4,000 yards in all except for two seasons. One year, I think it was 2010, he had 3,900 yards, close enough to 4,000. And in 2016, when he was suspended for four games, he had 3,500 yards. This guy just produces as he gets older, kind of like wine. It gets better when, you, when, when as it ages. Um, and now you have Tom Brady under center, 
on your two sides, you have Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. Mike Evans has averaged at least 1,000 yards uh, receiving since he's been in the league with an average quarterback in Jameis Winston. And Chris Godwin has stepped up each year since he's been in the league. He's been in the league for three years. Last year, he had 30, 1,300 yards receiving. Now, with the breaking news that we just talked about, Gronk is going to Tampa Bay. Now, I don't think that Gronk will be the same Gronk that he was in New England, but you have another weapon to throw to. And since 2006, no quarterback to receiver duo has had a better passer rating than Brady to Gronk. So something to consider, something to keep in mind. I think Tampa Bay just put everybody on notice that we're not kidding. We're going to put all of our chips and um, in this one basket and see what happens. And if they end up winning, even if it's for one year, I mean, who who will complain for a championship? You know, it's funny you bring that up because I was kind of dropping my opinion on Mike Evans. I kind of started to feel that we might have already seen Mike Evans' best years in the league um, in terms of his, his receptions, the targets that go to him. Just kind of his production last year, he had a zero catch, zero yard game. So it just really good receivers don't have that. Now that Gronk is on the team, this just, we might get one of Mike Evans' best years, right? You can't, you can't double Evans anymore. Like Godwin might even take a step back after having such a good year, but there, you're right. There are just so many options. So the only question to that team now is like, who's their running back and what is that person going to offer? Yep, that's for sure. I don't know if, um, if they're looking to draft a running back or if they're, if they're going to stick with their guys that they had. I know that you have something. Yeah, I, I was going to kind of go on a tangent here and talk about Jameis Winston. Where do you guys think he's going to end up? At home eating crab legs or lobster legs, whatever he stole. <laughs> oh, crab legs. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, I mean, I think we all know that he got LASIK, so I'm just kind of interested to see if he's better. I just want to see him play one game just to see if it worked, you know, because I'm actually thinking about doing it. So I, I would love validation from Winston. You know what I'm saying? There's a lot of good quarterbacks in this draft, so I really don't know where he's going to be. I mean, if anything, I think Cam Newton finds a – I would hope that Cam Newton finds a job before Jameis Winston because I do believe Cam is the better quarterback. But, I mean, if you need a guy that's going to throw up a bunch of <laughs> touchdown passes um, and you're okay with a few interceptions here and there and that'll get you a 7-9, and 8-8 eight and eight season, then, yeah, maybe Winston's your guy. I think he yeah. ends up in New England. What a uh, I feel like he would be great Ooh. in Chicago, Cam Newton. You oh, think after, that after signing Nick Foles, a, a pretty decent contract, <laughs> they might as well just give him oh, more money. Oh, that's right. They got Foles, man. Yeah. Man, I mean, they should have signed Newton. I don't know why they went after Foles. You know, decisions are made sometimes. and you're He also needs an electric wheelchair, man. I mean, that we franchise. We need electric wheelchairs. That franchise is running just as poorly as the Texans franchise right now. So Yeah. I will say Word. our bright side is we got Deshaun Watson, so. I will take that over um, Trubitsky. Okay, cool. So that that was that was great. Thanks for sharing your takes on that. I'm still processing the Gronk thing, but um, I wonder if they'll drop another. Someone will drop another bomb like this on draft day, which is coming up. Oh, man. And this is just the beginning of all the news, right? Like with draft day coming up, more news, more trades. Maybe after draft decisions are made, there'll there'll be more trades after that. I, th- I think trades are still possible after that. You know, I'm not always an expert on these things. I'm just an assistant to an assistant coach. So I'm t- stoning out <laughs> stats, not really behind the scenes. But I, I think we're going to have a crazy NFL draft, especially after this move. And I wouldn't be surprised if the Panthers, the Falcons, or the Saints uh, make a splash in this draft or days leading up to the draft now with uh, this Gronk news that just broke out. Yeah, I mean, so thinking about it, like, 
who is the favorite in the NFC South right now? Like Ooh, before cool. it was the Saints, right? It was the Saints until all this stuff happened with the with the Buccaneers. I'm I'm riding with the Falcons. I, I think they just had a really injured defense. They're going to take a step up in their offense. Uh, Matt Ryan and Julio got a couple more years. They're going to take advantage of it, and hopefully they can stay healthy because that was all it has been the last couple of years. It's just health. Uh, and please do not throw out the 28-3 to stat. I understand that was just a bad game. <laughs> just a bad game. Man, I feel so bad for Shanahan. I mean, he gave up a lead in the last Super Bowl as well. Man, that guy is just... Just bad luck, man. At who, some point, who do you think's coming out of that? Anil? Oh, I would honestly. I can't. I can't go against Tampa Bay at this point. Like their offense is just way too talented. I mean, their secondary isn't that great, so their defense will be a problem. But their run defense is exceptional. I think it was like top three last year. So they have a great run defense and sh- what should be a high-powered offense. I, I got to pick them. And then, Ryle, interested to hear what you say. Do you have a different opinion, or do you agree with one of us? I I, I will say. It's for me. It's between the Saints and the Buccaneers. I think that the Saints are my favorite right now, just because they have consistency. They have a team that's been there. They have a coach in place that knows how the players work and which buttons to press. It's again, like I said, it's like the Bucks are they're putting everything all in right now. Um, and I don't know how that works in football. Um, I know you can't just slap a team together and kind of hope for the best. The team has to get a feel for each other. So I don't know if that will cause some of the games earlier in the season, uh, whenever we have a season, um, to be um, lost uh, because of that. Yeah, it's not like the NBA where you can kind of get take the first quarter of the season and try to figure it out. Like every game matters in football. Yep. Uh, So it truly does. It'll be fun though. I think I hope that I hope we get a pretty long season for NFL um, and it'll be it'll be fun to watch and then we'll all get to pick our um, fantasy teams but thanks for the takes thank you listeners for tuning in uh, to our first official episode of this podcast please please leave us feedback follow us on Twitter follow us on Instagram subscribe to us and hopefully you'll tune in to the next one we'll talk about we'll recap the uh, NFL draft and any other uh, free agency news that has happened in the NFL. Thank you.